Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Almost every weight loss journey is filled with ups and downs. And that's why I've got my friend, human performance coach and registered dietitian, Pratik Patel, back on the show today. I've used the insights and strategies that we're going to discuss today myself over the past several months as I've been dropping a few pounds and preparing to climb Mount Hood, and I have never felt better. So it's something everyone looking to get into better shape can use. Pratik emphasizes the importance of recalculating caloric intake, getting enough sleep, managing stress, and making gradual adjustments to achieving long-term success with weight loss goals. Remember, weight loss is not about making huge changes, but rather managing your journey, revisiting what works and what doesn't, and making small adjustments on the way. So let's get right into it. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Pratik, if somebody's on a weight loss journey, and they hit a plateau, what do they do? What should you do? I mean, like, how long do you wait till you change calories or increase exercise? Like, what's your recommendation? Yeah, I think the first thing that they should do is not freak out because it's going to happen regardless of who you are, regardless of how much weight you need to lose. The unfortunate thing about the body is there is no linear path to losing weight, to gaining muscle. It's There are going to be times where the body has to adjust. It has to get used to what you're doing. And then it allows for the chance to reevaluate. So if somebody has had success, I think they should definitely take that as a positive to say, I am making sure that I am taking the right steps and moving in the right direction because I've seen success. And if there is a plateau and it's not like, oh, the past four days, I haven't lost any weight. It's like, okay, you, you might want to monitor that at least over the course of a week, maybe two weeks. Take your weight first thing in the morning, get the average just to make sure that it is an actual plateau and not just somebody zooming in on one time frame, a really acute time period and freaking out about it. So the next thing is don't completely change what you've been doing and go to another plan and jump ship because it's just a good time to assess to say, okay, when I'm in a caloric deficit, my body is stressed. You know, metabolism does start to decrease, especially if you are losing weight because we have a shift in RMR. You know, you might be maintaining or even losing lean body mass or muscle mass. RMR being resting metabolic rate. Yeah. So it's not, you have to add in extra training sessions. It's not, you have to cut calories significantly. It's if you are at a plateau and you have maintained it, then it's like, okay, let me just go back to the drawing board, recalculate what my caloric intake should be. Because yeah, since I've lost weight, I need to cut down what my intake is even more because I'm not at the same level. If I stick with the same caloric intake, I'm not at that same deficit. So nothing too drastic, nothing too crazy. Do a quick recalculation and then see. Some people might actually benefit from just staying at maintenance because maybe the whatever they're experiencing outside of the nutrition and fitness realm because life happens. So being able to maintain your weight is actually positive too. I think you would be a little bit more concerned as if you had a plateau and your weight just rebounded over the course of one to two weeks, and then you weren't able to get back down to where you were before. So one would just be, don't freak out. Two is, you know, do a recalculation to see if you need to have a new caloric recommendation to be in a specific deficit. You know, generally between 20 to 30% caloric deficit is where most people will find success is what a lot of the published studies look at. 
don't add in more exercise, you know, obviously take stock of what you've done. And hopefully exercise is a part of the weight loss journey to be able to do resistance training to maintain muscle mass and strength, aerobic exercise to improve cardiovascular health and, and fitness and increase HRV ceiling, handle more stress, and then just assess it and check it and then make sure you're not being overly worked, you're not overly stressed, and, and sleep is still on point too, because those are things that can really positively contribute to continuing on this weight loss journey and you know losing body fat and maintaining muscle mass too. Let's face it, in a world brimming with health advice, gym jargon, and trendy diets, it can be tough to find your true north. You're busy, you're dedicated, and you are a go-getter, but finding time-efficient, science-backed health and fitness guidance, well, that's a challenge. This is where my newsletter adaptation comes in. Adaptation is your essential, easy-to-digest Friday newsletter. It's your handy guide that helps you sift through the noise to bring you the most valuable health and fitness tips out there, backed by science and crafted for your mind, body, and recovery. You don't have time for long reads? No problem. Adaptation understands your hustle and delivers you value-packed, bite-sized advice that's actionable. Whether you want to look better, feel better, perform better, or all three, Adaptation has got you covered. Every Friday, right in your inbox, you'll find guidance that's not just about your physical fitness, but about your mental fitness as well, because health is holistic. Recovery strategies, exercise tips, dietary advice, mental health tips, it's all in there. It's not just a newsletter, it's a lifestyle change, a commitment to yourself. So check it out. The link is in the show notes. So you wouldn't increase like walking. So let's say, I'm just trying to think like, I'll give you a, a use case right now. Like you and I last year, you helped me lose some body fat. I actually sent you some pictures and you're like, dang man, like, okay. <laughs> We're going to share some of that coming up here soon. I've been sharing a little of my Instagram. I'm taking those principles. I'm using that chart you gave me. And we're going to go through all this with everybody because I'm training for this uh, climb. I'm climbing Mount Hood this summer to raise money for a fight against human trafficking. And the process, uh, this winter, I did something I haven't done in a very long time. I ate more food. Not bad. I just ate more, right? I had a shoulder injury. I lost some muscle. That's when you started helping me. I, my body, when you, when you can't move your arm, it's bad. And I was like, I want to add some muscle back. Well, my DEXA came back the next year from the time March to March. And it was like, um, I believe I gained almost three pounds of muscle and lost four pounds of fat over a year. At 42, that ain't bad. I started about a month ago. I'm in week five. And I went down to kind of 217, kind of up to 219. But I took pictures and I'm like, dang, I could really tell a difference in one month. It's like four-ish pounds, but it's kind of going up in here. And this past week, I wasn't as I wasn't able to walk as much as I wanted to every day. It was closer to 9,000. But is it bad? So I'm kind of like here and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm, I'm not super hungry. I have some cravings at the end of the day, but nothing crazy. I'm sleeping fine. I am under a lot of stress. <laughs> you know, I'm a startup founder, but I feel like things are in check. So like this week has been really hard. I'm not going to make any changes. I'm just going to go back and up my walking to try to get to my goal of like 12, 13,000 steps a day. I like to do a long walk in the morning and a long in the afternoon. It just helps for a lot of reasons. Is that a reasonable way of looking at this? Like, let me get back to my non-exercise thermogenesis, you know, the neat movements. Yeah. I love the way you looked at that. It, 
you know, you kind of check the boxes of everything that you're experiencing and you know that impacts or influences not only weight, but how you feel. I think increasing walking or increasing steps is probably one of the best things to do too. So if the diet's in check, exercise in check, and you don't want to add in any extra sessions because we know that that's not the best way to go about stimulating those adaptations, walking is probably the best thing to to do. And it doesn't have to be a ton. It doesn't have to go be from you going, you know, 10,000, 12,000 steps to 20,000. You know, just make a market increase to maybe it's an extra thousand, maybe it's an extra 1500 or 2000, because that's something that could potentially be easily attainable for most people because you don't need a gym to walk. You can, you don't have to go outside. What my mom does, she had a total knee replacement surgery in 2020 in March. She knows that she has to move. She has to walk. So she just walks back and forth at the house and accumulates 5,000 steps a couple times a day. And she, and in her mind, she's like, I have no choice. I have to do it. So I adopt some of that too. If the weather's not great outside, I'm just going to walk around in the basement. You know, I've got a pedometer. I know it's kind of nerdy, but it's good. Steps. I'm at 7,200 today. So I'm on par and, you know, I don't freak out if I don't hit it. I'm like, okay, you know, I know today was a tough day, stressful day. I'm going to make sure I check that box tomorrow. And walking, as you said, it, it provides a lot more than just, low intensity calorie burn it's mentally stimulating it can help with stress it just feels good to walk yes it feels great to walk it helps a lot i just walk around my neighborhood but here in houston in about a month it's going to be just boiling hot my plan is is when we hit a thousand users in aim seven which we're moving in that way i'm going to buy a pad for under my desk it's kind of like my reward so that i can just my only concern is, is that I'm going to be on a Zoom call and I'm just going to like bite it and hit my chin on the desk. That's like my biggest worry. I, I have a feeling it would happen. So if we kind of go back to the original question here, like you're trying to lose weight, things are going right and you hit a plateau, wait, like go back and look at like external factors, circadian health. Am I getting enough sunlight? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I walking enough? Am I moving? Am I drinking well? Is my digestion on track? And it should stick for about two weeks before you make a caloric change. I think so. Because again, we know that a caloric deficit is a stress on the body. It's going to impact hormones. It's going to impact thyroid function. It's going to impact a lot of different things. And being in a significant deficit over time can really negatively impact the body if you don't do it correctly or if you try to do too much too fast. You know, you're the, the goal is just change the number on the scale and you do double day sessions and you're eating just very small calorie caloric amounts like yeah you potentially will see those losses in body weight it's probably some body water you know probably some muscle mass but then you might hit a plateau so for some people staying at that maintenance level maybe even reversing a little bit if you do see massive changes in hormones to be able to get back to a healthy level to really be able to stimulate reaching that next weight loss chapter or goal could be beneficial because again just like with the stock market we never want to look at anything from an acute perspective we want to zoom out and if we do what we need to do over time, it's going to go in the direction we want it to. It's just never super easy. It's never going to be perfect. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And right now we are experiencing significant growth. We've got over 15,000 downloads a month, but I need your help. We've got a little over 100 comments and reviews. And for us to take it to the next level, we need at least 200 or 300 reviews. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, please do us a favor. Leave us a comment and review on whichever listening platform you are joining us from, as this is one of the best ways that you can help support our growth to reach more folks. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.